This is the DX Podcast, proudly presented by Wondrous. In this first episode, Peter talks to Tim Florian Reich of Vitra. Hello and welcome to this, the very first edition of the DX Podcast. In this episode, we talk to Tim Florian Reich, head of the interior design studio at Vitra. We really, really appreciate you coming over to talk to us. Welcome. It's great to have you here. Could you please walk us through where you come from and what your background is? Hi, my name is Tim. I'm German. I um, live in Basel. Um, I'm uh, an architect by profession. I would say enthusiast about work and people by, by core. And uh, I'm 39 years old, um, co-living, if you want to call it that way. <laughs> no kids so far. And yeah, happy to be here. Cool. Welcome. Do you want to give me a quick kind of view on how you got to where you are now? Hmm. How did I get here? Um, well, as I said, I'm an, I, I studied architecture. That's one of the things. I actually started off with economics, figured out that wasn't the right way for me to pursue. Um, and since I've been a kid, I was always very enthusiastic about houses, living, the meaning of, you know, the surroundings. Um, I guess it's also going back to, to my family and how I grew up. And um, so I studied architecture, started in that, uh, in the field. And um, I don't know, like after a couple of years, I realized that there was a part of me missing something. And I guess it wasn't so much in, in what I was doing. It more, was much more in the way how, how I was doing it. And um, I was missing much more exchange uh, with different people. I was sitting in the office quite, quite a lot of time um, designing nicely things. Um, but it didn't fulfill me in, in, in the overall. And so I decided to, to interrupt that, just broke out and um, didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to do something different. So I was looking into different fields of like maybe doing a master's thesis or something like that. Traveled a bit. And um, then luckily find, found um, a company that hired me based on my knowledge of languages, of German, English, and Italian, and gave me the opportunity to start out in a complete different field, which was organizational development. So in the training, so management training. Um, and I had the huge opportunity to start working with people. And um, so that was for me... Um, a complete new horizon and um, but still of course I had the background and the package of um, the, the architecture and so like for me it was a little bit the thought of how could you combine that how could you combine the learning and the, the, the spirit of what you do with the people and bring that back into space and back then I didn't have an idea about like workplace design or anything like that um, but luckily I found a company that was looking for someone like this and um, so I started, like, I came to the field of, um, yeah, accompanying companies, um, designing, consulting them and what work means for the people. So it's a lot with the people, but it's still in the design field. So it combines both factors, I would say. So why can you speak Italian? Th that's, that's to, like, I, when I was 50, 15 years old, we had a um, holiday house in Italy that my, fam my, my, my parents bought. And uh, we moved there. My, my parents, they got separated and like we decided to spend some time in the closer with my mom and my, um, my sister. And so we moved there for two years 
for school and uh, so that's how it started off and then I went back for university and to work and yeah. Okay, wow, that's amazing. Um, so where uh, where did you end up going to university and how did you find um, the, the inspiration to go into architecture? Was that something that you, you feel um, had been coming in your direction for a while or was there someone that kind of pointed you in that direction? I wouldn't say point, but um, I think when, when I grew up, um, living and the way of living was very, very present in my family. So the way also, um, you know, the, the way we designed the house, like the, I grew up, um, the garden and everything, the surroundings was um, always very present in my family, but also my grandmothers, my great grandmothers. Um, and it was always very important. So I think that that kind of was was one of the things I remember, like playing with Lego a lot, destroying it, rebuilding it, destroying it, rebuilding it, like <laughs> shaping, shaping houses. Um, so, yeah. And, and ever since I was young and then somebody was asking me, what do you want to get? What do you want to become like by profession? And when I didn't know what to answer, I always said architect. And what would you say right now if someone asked you what you are? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say architect because like what I do now is not really architecture anymore, like not from the holistic point of view. It still combines the background of it, but it's more generalist of understanding how to bring people and space together probably spend an awful lot of time listening um listening watching reading yeah <laughs> so you ended up here in basel vitra one of the biggest furniture um, manufacturers in europe i guess uh, worldwide very well known for design aesthetics and and history and and working with huge designers from from all walks of life how, how did you end up uh, finding you know have each other i found vitra i think that's about 10 years ago when i was still in in university back in school when i visited the campus for the first time when i was here in basel and i had very good memories to this time and back then um, i was very in, like inspired by the place um the work the furniture and um, was also always very interested in the direction of more going into interior design, but also furniture design, which I always thought is one of the like very interesting arts, like also in the interiors. And uh, and uh, I had never thought to work for a furniture company before um, they actually called, and I think it's the only one that I would have ever decided to go for. Um, and I was, we're living and working in Berlin back in the times. And, um, I was, let's say I was ready for a change or I was looking into new opportunities. Um, wasn't sure if I wanted to move or anything like that. Um, but then Vitor came along and we found a way and, uh, and yeah. welcome to Basel. Here you are. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got here. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I mean, some people might think it's a bit weird that, uh, we'd, we'd invite you to a digital experience podcast, but I think, um, it's, uh, ev anything but weird actually, because, um, we as a company Wondrous, um, we just, uh, recently, just before this, this whole pandemic kicked off, um, we moved into a, a, a new space um, where we did a lot of uh, thinking about um, how how do we want to work in the future. And uh, I think that's basically what, what keeps you awake at night, right? Um, the future of, of work. Not only that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but um, I, guess, I guess it's true. Um, for, for, for me, 
it's like, especially in these times, uh, becomes much more present what the digital component in the work life and the work space also means. And uh, we also, like me and my team, we had the experience of all working from home. So we're just having the digital component to collaborate and to exchange, which of course changed a lot. And uh, it also kept, up, kept me thinking very much of what does this mean, like in terms of the future of work and the future of offices, like workspaces. And um, I think what, what I still see and what I still believe in and what I also feel more, more than ever is that we need a home for work. With home, I mean a physical presence. And uh, we, in German, we have the, the word Heimat, which uh, I think explains it, um, that gives a company an identity that uh, where you can feel the culture, where you can feel the beliefs and actually feel that kind of core. And that's still something that will remain, where you can physically experience and touch or like, you know, breathe the company. Um, nevertheless, I think it's very interesting to consider what this means also in the translation to a digital component and to bring people together in this hybrid world, to say. Like, um, I know a lot of people were, um, I don't know, directed or like, you know, they had to go to the office day by day. Now they experience what it means not to be able to go. So the question um, that will be or that you know they will they will face is is much more you know what is the impact of me doing my job in the office or anywhere else and um, yeah so I think there there will be a very physical future but there will be also something else yeah. oh God we're hoping there is a physical future I mean uh, and I completely agree with you um, how how can you um, manifest your company culture online it's virtually impossible um, or very difficult to achieve um, so we're hoping this uh, this this move uh, pays off um, uh, for our company culture in in that sense and um, you know home office is something that, that I, th I think will will be in everyone's future but you know, how how you interact at your workspace that'll you know you'll never lose that I don't think anyway and so you're now consulting companies on on how to you know build their offices in a way that will align a the the company culture or b how they how they work from from day to day and how they work with their clients as well yeah pretty pretty much it's um always like from from different perspectives it's um of course you need to reflect their organization of like you know how the how the company is working um in their structures in their teams and respect that um i mean things might change so um faster more than ever in these times i think so um, like there's always a huge demand of like flexibility nowadays in, in terms of space on, on the other side yes it's very much about the things yeah you called it the culture that it's something that you need to transmit and that you need to transport also to the people exactly like when once you come to get in touch to get this feeling with the company um, whether you're working for it or just a visitor with the clients, um, which is important. And I still believe that that when you think architecture or like space as a tool, so it's like another component in, all, in this whole picture, like same as tools in a digital way, they bring together like, of course, the functional requirements, but they also do more because they can give you this 
physical experience that is much, much more of what you get in touch with. Can you can you take us through what your day-to-day job uh, life would, would look like? Well, that's very, very different in a large company, I think. Um, so it's, uh, consulting isn't the only thing that I do. Um, to focus on that, yes, very much. It's um, in the collaboration with the clients in interviews and workshops and uh, nowadays also digital formats, <laughs> to say. Um, and then translating this into a concept together with my team, the, the architects, the interior architects, the designers, um, into solutions that match on the one hand the requirements that also like reflect this new way of inspiration. And so these these requirements um, you'd find in in workshops with your clients directly. I would say yes. On the one hand, it's of course it's a lot of inspiration that we collect throughout the world. Um, I mean, we have we, we're in exchange with great big companies, so like you know, you 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 gather a lot of ideas and inspiration there as well. But on the other hand, it's also something that needs to come, I think, from the inside. So if you if you just reflect trends or you know, forecasts or things with the client themselves, it's always something that you try to copy. It's something successful that you see, but it's not yours. And I think it, to be really successful in the design, it needs to come from the heart. So it really needs to reflect who you are, who you've been maybe in the past, not to do the same mistakes, but also to build on what makes you successful as a company. Cool. And what would you say that is um, for Vitra, for example? Um, for Vitra, it's um, something very unique, I would say, and um, I've I've said this recently that um, although the appearance of the company, once you start working for it and you feel it from the inside, you really get in touch, and it's really it is something that is built on on the history which matters, which everybody experiences on a day to day basis, but it's also I think the the outlook, like the challenge, like the 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 wish to go forward, always to do more than what is good, like really to strive to be the best in the field and really to strive for more. So that's that's really what makes it very very unique. Yeah. And what would you say um, inspires you to um, achieve those goals? Um, you mean in in inspiration and goals of? Yeah, well, is there anything in particular that you think you feel um, it helps you to get out of bed in the morning, or it, it's it's a, your absolute motivator, or um, you know drive drive an industry forward, or um, you know for yourself to find the best solution possible for a particular scenario? Well, it it definitely is the collaboration with the people. It it really like the moment you 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 start working with companies like um um and a lot of the work that we do is also on a top management level so like you 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 know you dig deep into like what the development the strategy of the company actually is where they want to take it and um, not just from a business perspective but really as as a real company as a community where do they want to shape this. And uh, so the moment you you see what you do matters to the people that go there day on a daily basis, um, you really feel the impact of what you do. And you feel a big responsibility towards them as well to find the best solution, I guess. 
Um, yes, you never know if it's the best. <laughs> it's it's the best that you come up with. Um, so I think that's 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 always a challenge. And then afterwards, and this is also a learning for me. Like you, you know, you the moment you go back and you pictured something, maybe a little bit different. And then, of course, there's restrictions from the buildings, from the budgets, and things like that. And uh, maybe it's um, a step in the right direction, but it's like not 100% fulfilled. And uh, and maybe it's also something where you see things didn't turn out because uh, maybe some some other piece was missing a little bit, and where you still see you know it's a continuous journey. Organizations develop daily, I would say nowadays. Um, it's nothing stable. It's an organism. It's something that changes. But would you say the 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 physical space that you're actually you know, you're dealing with the space, right? Um, is there, does it happen often that, that a particular space needs so many different kind of requirements that um, you find it difficult? Or does that kind of help you to, to come up with a, a creative solution? I guess the more challenging <laughs> the demand is, the more creative you can become in the design. Uh, the more standardized you are, the easier it is. And the more, I, I think, you also tend to fall back into what you already know. So I think that's that's what makes it interesting to really um, have this challenge. And I think that's also um, the trigger point what really challenges us on a, in the design because there's no right or wrong. And um, there is something that needs to, on the one hand, come out, but you also have to push further and I think that's also the daily job from a designer to actually understand the need, the requirements, but to push those boundaries to create something new, even better than the people could actually be thinking of. And you know, the best thing about actually manufacturing your own furniture is that you can then you know, push the furniture also forward in, in the direction that the, the physical space needs to um, facilitate as well. Um, so it sounds like you're in an interesting space. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting and beautiful. I must say that our offices at work are really outstanding. So that makes makes life also easy to get up. <laughs> of course. I think we're looking back about three months now. And we actually invited you yourself to, to come and speak at our um, opening events that sadly was never actually communicated um, because of the pandemic. But uh, something that, of course, that we'd like to do once we're allowed to, so that we can show everyone uh, our, our new office and, and how um, your company helped us along the way there. Is there Are there any particular kind of digital tools that you're looking at to, to help you push your domain forward? Um, I'm thinking of augmented reality, of course, virtual reality. Are those are those tools that you use in your everyday life, or you, if you don't, are you planning on? Uh, I wouldn't say we use them on a day-to-day basis. We're actually starting to look into a very interesting research project together with one university here in Switzerland that goes into the field of mixed reality. So, in in the field of um, with different um, IT companies. And uh, which is very interesting for us because it's much more on the looking at the impact of the augmented or like the mixed reality in the physical world and how it and if the physical world will actually have to change. So that's that's one thing. And on the other hand, like we're, of course, discovering in these times um, different uh, collaboration tools um, that we can actually use in the interaction with clients 
but also among ourselves uh, in the network, in the design network that we have at Mitra, which helps us to be much, much faster in the process, yeah. Cool. And reduce traveling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. In, in these times, um, you spend a lot of time traveling yourself, right? I used to. Ah, well, right now in the last couple of months, of course not. Um, but um, is that something that you you find is is useful for yourself for your for your? Is it a place where you find inspiration as well? Ah, uh, yes, definitely. So being on the move for me is always one of the most inspiring moments and things that. I can only imagine, yeah. Um, not be traveling, not discovering new horizons, not being in exchange with different cultures and the people directly. Um, yeah, there's missing a big part. <laughs> cool. Um, is there anything um, like apart from travel um, and that, that you might use for, for inspiration, um, publications or fairs or um, things like that? I always say, like, I guess it's 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 a little bit of everything. You can find the inspiration in everything, and um, just being aware and being cautious of things that happen around you. You find things not just in the design, but also how people behave, um, how people deal with things, and what kind of solutions they find that can bring you back. And it's also, I would say, like where you experience fun. Like I remember, like one of the most funniest moments i had at the design fair in milan back in uh, i think it was 2014 or 15 um, and i was on a huge swing and i sat there for i think an hour until i think like the day after my arms were completely sore <laughs> and i thought this is something that you need to bring and it's not because of the swing itself but it's really about the physical experience where you forget about the rest nowadays it's big it you know, actually quantifying work um, has become really difficult, especially in creative fields like uh, yours and, and mine and, and many people that sit in the office uh, um, on a day-to-day -day basis um, working in the creative fields. Um, how, how do you quantify um, the hours that you work and how do you accelerate uh, creative concepts? I mean, there are people, they might go out for a jog, they might go for a, a walk around the park, they might go out partying or sitting on a swing on a giant <laughs> swing people find how they come across uh, creative um, ideas do you find in your in your day-to-day -day work with with vitra um whilst collaborating with your clients that this is something that your clients actually look for or um, do you think it's something that you might um, suggest for them to do because we find, like, here at Wondrous, it's, we, we try to create as many different kind of atmospheres to work in as possible. So there, there might be 15 different places for you to work at mm -hmm. um, in different scenarios, um, a sofa or a chair or a, you know, sitting at the bar or uh, outside or you know, just creating this kind of atmosphere of, of being able to you know, be creative. Um, under any circumstances, really. So, you know, not having this kind of typical 8.4 hours a day sitting at your desk and, oh, man, <laughs> I need to come up with an idea quickly. Um, you know, facilitating that becomes easier. Do you, do you find this is something that your clients want or do you find yourself suggesting this to your, to your clients? I think this is um, one of the biggest mistakes that we still have um, in the organizations today that we measure work 
by the 40 or 41 hours that we experience. Um, it's difficult because it's hard to measure productivity nowadays, uh, especially when it comes to creativity. Although when you think what matters to companies nowadays is uh, very much this creative moment and the reinvention and the, like, you know, going beyond the barriers that they, they set themselves. So it's, it's very much about creating those moments of inspiration. And I guess space can do that for you, for sure. Like if you only think you go to the office, you experience what your co colleagues do. Now think um, that it's something that this for us is one of the most challenging topics nowadays in the designs is to illustrate, to really make work visible because everything that is in your like Microsoft folder is disappearing. Like nobody sees it. So how do you see progress? How do you, you know, working from home, how do you see that people are successful? How do you make that vivid? And um, it's, it's, it's very difficult. But do you think that, I mean, that has a lot to do with trust as well, right? If there's no trust, then forget about it, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back to trust and freedom, I would say, yes. Yeah. Very much, yeah. Cool. I mean, those, those are some uh, really interesting thoughts that, that we had as also um, on, this, on this kind of journey to kind of get where we are now. And I can remember um, you know, going down into the cellar of this new office um, that we're sitting in right now, um, two meters apart from each other. We went down into the cellar where we didn't have any furniture in here yet. Can you remember that yeah, moment? Yeah. We went down and I was I was kind of looking for a solution. What are we going to do down here? And you know, thanks for your input. We actually um, put put that into action, and and now um, it's become kind of like our internal brainstorming room where you can actually paint directly on the walls. And um, yeah, so thanks for that idea. <laughs> so you see, you 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 put the freedom there. People can do whatever they want. Absolutely, but, but it's it's, it's facilitating exactly that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and this is how you can expose trust in or translate it into freedom and space. Give people the opportunity to do things and not lock them down and say, like, you know, this is where you sit, this is your desk. Give them the chance because people do that. Like, if you if you let them free, they will always come up with new ways of working, no matter what. Great. Thanks for that. I think that's actually a really good um, final um, statement for this uh, for this quick chat that I love to uh, carry on at some point, um, maybe over a beer or two uh, when we can actually start going out again. And uh, obviously look forward to uh, inviting you to our opening party and uh, of course all of our listeners as well or uh, our listener, um, we don't know how many people will actually be listening to this yet, but um, thanks for partaking in this uh, experiment as well. Thanks Thank for you. coming, Tim. Thank you. Looking forward to continuing this journey as well. <laughs> thanks. Cool. Thanks a lot. Ciao. We have reached the end of this Digital Experience podcast. Thanks for listening. For further information about us, please head over to weawondrous.com.